This episode of React Podcast is brought to you by reacttraining.com. In-person, hands-on training for development teams from React community leaders and experts. Visit reacttraining.com to learn more. This is React Podcast. I'm Chantastic, and today I have the distinct privilege of talking with Devin Lindsay. She is fabulous. She looks fabulous, always. Very stylish. Yeah, I just got my hair done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love seeing her at meetups. One of my favorite people um, because she's just a ray of sunshine. And um, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Oh, we're at React Rally right now. Um, why you're here at this conference and um, kind of the work that you're doing um, to foster community around React in San Francisco. So how are you doing today? I'm doing swell. Good. A little spent. It's warm outside. It is. It is. What's it like in San Francisco right now? It is chill AF. We call it Foggest every <laughs> every August. It is, you know, that Mark Twain quote that actually isn't from Mark Twain. It's the coldest winter I ever spent was a summer in San Francisco. And so in August, it never it gets by? like, it's just some guy. <laughs> it sounds better. He sounds probably wouldn't like, even mind. Yeah, right? I don't think he minds. <laughs> But yeah, every every August, it's super dark, super cold, never gets over 60 degrees. You wear your jacket every day. Wow. That sounds awesome. It's I, I get it's my most productive month. <laughs> August. <laughs> I love it. A part of my heart leaps every time I like go into San Francisco. Like I don't go often, but there's something about that city that is just exciting. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Do when you I, feel that way still even after all of these years? I do. There's a magic there that like cannot be stifled. When I'm, I moved to the Bay Area in like 2004 or 2003 um, because I was really obsessed with the Bay Area punk rock scene. Oh, I, yeah. I didn't know software. I, I wasn't a software engineer. I moved down here and I became like a bridal consultant and like waited tables and bartended. Nice. And so, and so, like, I was enamored with this idea of this these incredible bands that I grew up with like, yeah. coming from out here. That's awesome. What are, what are some of those bands? There's this band called okay. This is meaner. There's a band called Jawbreaker <laughs> that's like broke up in '95, so yes, I was like 14 yes. then, and um, they just sort of wrote the soundtrack for my life. Yeah. Like lyrically, it's incredible. The music's like amazing, and um, yeah, they lived out here for a significant part part of you know the musical career when they they recorded this album, 24 Hour Revenge Therapy, and mm -hmm. it's like I don't know, it's marked an impression on like so many artists to follow and it just makes you it whelms you you know that feeling yeah. where you're just like oh my god I'm my breath's taken away like yeah, this, yeah, yeah, this is yeah. everything to me I man that sounds so familiar there like I feel like I had one of their albums it's like so long ago though for me I've been an adult too long. It's like yeah, time to same. go back to Neverland, yeah, exactly. I think. Yeah. And that's a cool thing about San Francisco too. People say like everyone there has like a little bit of Peter Pan syndrome. Like it's <laughs> right. like just like here, everyone's riding around on scooters or yeah, like, yeah. yeah, like, oh, we were talking about like how you hop into an Uber all the time and it's like getting in your mom's minivan on the way to soccer practice. You're like, do you have a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, mom? Can you take me home? <laughs> no one's a grown up there. <laughs> it's so beautiful. So how long have you been there? So I guess it's been 15 years. Yeah. Wow. My That's awesome. Year. So you've seen a lot of change then. Yeah, I've seen a lot of change. There was like, there wasn't, you know, on the low side of technology, everyone was burnt out after that, like 2000 yeah. change. And then around 2007, 2008, um, 
there was the real estate market crash. And then yes. over the next couple of years, the economy crashed. And so like you saw just a gradual um, divide forming more and more and more every year, maybe even every month between these upper class that were able to maintain their jobs in software or like mm -hmm. build themselves up in software and the lower class who are like um, losing their jobs in the middle class sort of losing yeah. altogether. And it's, it's really drastic, you know, especially in some neighborhoods in, in San Francisco right now, but... Yeah, it seems very like like very visible in San Francisco in yeah. particular. The class divide. It's like a dystopian alternative universe where like yeah. the rich are super rich getting driven around driving around in like Teslas and then the poor are super poor and like not even able to find a bathroom. Wow. I I was talking with um Sasha yesterday actually and he was kind of talking about he he's been in San Francisco for 20ish years maybe. Yeah. And um he he was saying the same thing. It's just it's um it's really sad and it 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 felt like a, a beacon of hope for like him in his twenties like to go out there and it feels sad that it can't be that for a lot of people in their twenties now yeah right because it, you can't afford to live out there correct how did you get into programming then so my intention was to um, transfer into Hastings Law and okay. study patent law. And so in order to do the transfer program, they were like, we want you to take a year of CS. Um, and I was like, okay. So I went to City College and I took a Java class. And um, this was like the winter of 2006. Okay. And um, I was like, I was like, this is incredible. I can make applets. Look at my spaceship <laughs> applet in which you can shoot space bars at people. I'm incredible at this. Everyone, I am amazing. And so I put an ad on Craigslist that winter when the fall semester ended because I lost my job at Bed Bath & Beyond because I was like, not good at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. Yep. <laughs> so I put an ad on Craigslist and I essentially was like, uh, I'm super cheap labor. I'm smart. I learn really fast. Here's my JavaScript, my Java applet. And, um, and somebody replied and they were like, we would like to hire you. Um, we're building web parsers to scrape websites and Whoa. build a personal diary of your life. Um, submit a regex. And I submitted a regex because I, for whatever reason, I'm obsessed with regexes, like some sort of dork. And um, yeah, that was my first software job. They went under. Um, it was called Yowza Software Yowza with Yowza. an exclamation point. Bang. Um, and yeah, they went under. Um, and like nine months into my job there. And that September of 2007, I interviewed at Garmin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The so they, like GPS. Yeah, and, the GPS company. Yeah. yeah, they had like an outdoor, they did have an outdoor rec division out in California for like Garmin Connect for you to like ride your bike or take hikes or whatever. Nice. Yeah. And so I started working for them and, you know, the rest was kind of history. Just been working, 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 Just working work, ever work, since. Work, yeah. work, 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 work. Yeah, work. I loved it. Yeah, work, 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 work. <laughs> <laughs> my my mom's a structural engineer, and my dad's a mathematical physicist. Whoa. And I, and I, yeah, he helped discover the first black hole. In fact. No way. Yeah, yeah. He's like he like is in some Nova video somewhere about it. He like it it wasn't he was just in the right place at the right time. Like he worked at NASA, and I mean. Um, I, I don't feel like that matters, though. Like, <laughs> like if you're in the room, like, that's still awesome. Yeah, it is pretty awesome. You <laughs> if like, you were, like, the janitor who was just, like, sweeping the floors yeah. while it was discovered, yeah. like, you're, you are like you get partial credit. He gets partial credit, yeah. <laughs> he helped. There was, like, triangulation. You had to get, like, several coordinates from different, you know, 
places on Earth, and he happened to be working that shift in Houston at uh, in Clear Lake, and yeah, that's um, so amazing. So I do know, you drop that at parties? Yeah, yeah, of course. Like that's my yeah. One of my first jobs was at NASA too. No, uh, anyway, <laughs> nepotism gets you everywhere. Um, so yeah, uh, they both used programming, but I thought I didn't know that programming was um, a job that people had that paid the money. I thought it was like a tool that you used to do your regular job. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Like I didn't thing, know that like we just here. train the computer to make more of us yeah. because this task is too repetitive yeah, yeah, to yeah, do yeah, yeah. to have humans do. Yeah, because I'm like an architect or because I'm an you know yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So what was your first Java applet? It was it was literally a spaceship um, that would fly back and forth. No, I, I think I like I used like a random algorithm to like fly it, fly it around within the applet container. And when you clicked the mouse, uh, you could shoot little spaceship beams. <laughs> nice. Were there were there like enemies and stuff? Yes, that- actually that's true. Yeah. I would have like enemies fly in, like random pixels fly in and you would have to shoot at the Okay. Yeah. Like a little like armada thing going. Yeah, on. but it like I remember it was not great. It was not very good, but I was proud as fuck about it. Oh, like, of course. Yeah, it was beautiful. Yeah, that that is the the most amazing thing about I think the early like web that we grew up in is that it was so easy to just get something out. I think it was so inspiring for us to be like, my shit is online. Yeah. Like, you can go to this URL and play this game I made. Yeah. And it's incredible. (laughs) See my thoughts on some (laughs) bullshit thing that I care about at 18. Amazing. So um, you're in San Francisco. You organize the... um, I don't think we actually sorted out what I should call this. SF Bay Area React.js meetup. SF Bay Area React.js meetup. And you've been doing that for... Four years? Uh, it's four and a half years now. Very Crazy. end of 2013, yeah. Crazy. What was the start of that? So I was working at this company um, yeah. called Telmate. We made inmate mm-hmm. communication software for wow. like um, prisoners to talk to their friends and family. And we had this um, page that friends and family could use to upload money to the inmates' accounts so that they could buy things from commissary or in introduce conversations or call people or play games or do whatever it is that inmates wanted to do with the cash load that they had. And we built that in React. Uh, No, we built that in Angular. Um, And there was another... You had one or was there two at the time? There there was a few of us. And there was like somebody semi-famous in the React community that was on the team who's like way smarter than me, but I'm not sure that he would be okay with me saying his name on on tape. Um, (laughs) Oh, I meant like which Angular version? Oh, it was Angular 1. Yeah, so this was... You know, 20, this was before Angular 2, so this was 2013. Um, and so one of the views we would lose conversions on constantly. We added a ton of Google Analytics, and we just didn't, this form would just constantly fuck up on users. <laughs> and what was happening was that uh, we were, um, like, when there were, ugh, it was terrible, actually. There would be multiple users at the same time, and we were switching their state. So, like, one oh, person no. would be logged in, and we'd add somebody else's, this is, I probably got in trouble. They, we'd add somebody else's credit card information to like one person other person's state and so like conversions were falling off because credit card validations were failing (sighs) because we were just like messing up people's state all the time oh that's terrifying yeah it was horrible um (laughs) and it was a long it was a it was a long haul trying to figure out what was wrong but the person that was the person he who shall not be named um he was like hey have you heard of this react thing it seems pretty cool like (laughs) 
like, I feel like we could solve our problems with React. So we got like buy-in from the CEO to completely rebuild that. We were like, give us, you know, a month. We'll completely rebuild this app in React and it'll be infinitely better. I swear to you, you will love this. And they let us do it. And um, it instantly fixed everything. And the rest of my life has been like telling people, have you heard the good news? It's React. It's so much easier. You're not going to have these weird problems. React saves. Yeah, it saves lives. (laughs) (laughs) But that was before, you know, there was any idea of a state machine or there was any router or anything like that. And so I reached out, I think, to Christopher Shadow and So was that like late 2013 and early 2014? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I reached out and I was like, hey, I am, thank you so much for React. I love it. What can I do? Where's the community here? What can I do to be a part of it? And Gross was like, "Uh, no, there's not one. I was like, okay, I'm going to start a meetup. And he was like, yeah, totally do it. (laughs) And so I did. And, you know, a lot of, you know, the early core contributor React team came to that meetup. And um, Michael Jackson presented at that meetup. Nice. And he presented about this hypothetical idea he had of taking um, what was in Ember as their router and introducing a new router into React. Then everyone stayed up late that night, you know, standing around in the kitchen at the office talking about like how it would work. And like, you know, within a few months, React router became a thing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's, it is so fun to hear stories about those like, early times that like basically 2014 when like a handful of people were like I've used it I've seen the light I know everyone thinks that you're crazy with this idea but like I get it yeah um and I love I love hearing like those stories about these ideas that were just I mean Sunil has like tons of them right where he's like oh we had this crazy idea and then it became a thing and now everybody does it yeah yeah (laughs) and I feel that's the case like um we both of us, the JavaScript engineers left. He went to Facebook and I, you know, went to Apple within a few months of that. Um, and I feel like that's just been everything since then, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember very specifically, I think this was the first time that I was aware of you at all was he did like a, it was the first react conf and they had dramatically underbooked the, uh, the venue I think it held 200 people or something like that. And uh, even by that time, this was 2014, I think, was that that event? Uh, that 2015? was 2015, yeah. Yeah, the beginning of 2015, February. Yeah. Um, and even then, they had so like way too much interest for this like 200-person room. Yeah. And I, I believe that you made an event, the React, React Conf Rejects? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And was that like just an expression of the the SF Bay Area React meetup? Yeah, 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 it was. Um, Because there were so many people that were so upset about not being able to go. It was the first conference. It was the first React conference. And and people were so hungry for it. They were hungry to learn and they were hungry to be part of it. And they were hungry to rub elbows with like other React people. And so, yeah, I made made T-shirts. I had stickers printed. The first ever React (laughs) stickers, I had those printed. And yeah, it was like the React JS Comp Rejects. I love it. So at that point, like even at that point, were you surprised at how little they expected of the React community for that event? Because you were already in the event space at that point. Yeah. Once a month, my goal then and my goal continues to be holding a meetup at least once a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like how many people were coming to those those events at, at, at about that time? They were always as many as the facility would hold. I've never oh. had, to this day, I never have 
like an undersold event. So like some of startups in San Francisco, because the companies are so small, like often will only hold 35 to 50 or 60 people. But like those are coveted spots and like yeah. people fight. People get mean and nasty over them because they can't come to the meetups. People so crazy. To this day, I held I mean, like I technically hosted a meetup last night, even though I was here and I had like a guest MC for the evening. And even still, like 5 p.m. last night, I was getting emails from people like, why is this event closed? You should let me in. <laughs> So it must have been shocking for you that at that first event, they only booked a venue with 200 seats. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, sort of, but also sort of not. Because one of the things I think people call the React community, like the core members, like a cool kids club, and it feels really exclusive. Okay. But um, I thought it was just intimate. You know, like I knew, I, I felt like I knew everyone that was contributing everything and it was always an open dialogue and people were constantly talking about what was happening next. And it was always like just the same, you know, 20 to 30 people. And I knew that people wanted to come to the meetups because they wanted to learn something new. I guess I just didn't realize the scale of it. Yeah. That early on. Yeah. I don't think anybody did. I think that that it was a big surprise to everybody. I mean, yeah. especially the people who were organizing it. Yeah. Like we had no idea how many people were would want to fly out to talk about React. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of your like favorite moments from the, the the event that you've been putting on? Hmm. So, I think that's I think that's like that that Michael Jackson sort of talking about this hypothetical router <laughs> idea and it becoming real life feels like one of those magical things where you're like really a part of something yeah. that's bigger than yourself. Um, also in 2015, I hosted um, a React meetup at Apple and it was their first ever public facing meetup where they allowed other people on campus to come to a meetup ever. So and so awesome. that was a really big deal. And that's where um, like a lot of cool GraphQL announcements were made for the yeah. day like, first ever here's GraphQL playground and stuff that was that was pretty cool um I don't know a lot of the things that I really love um like Ben MVP has presented a couple times too like before he became a little bit more internet famous it just feels like it feels like I have this power this magical power (laughs) where I can like really help somebody's career into like an awesome trajectory of like being something good by giving them the opportunity to speak in front of other people Mm -hmm. and also like have that recorded and be able to give it to future like hiring yeah paths or something like that or like give them a little bit of an audience so that they can like spread their word I love seeing people who who are not famous come and want to speak and like work through their anxiety and their nervousness yes. and like realize that they have they're they're not imposters and they're just like everyone else yes. and like they have a voice and people want to hear what they have to say especially like women and minorities and people of color and anyone that's marginalized like I want them I yeah. want them to be yes. at the meetup speaking so that like other people know can other people can relate and feel like yes. the empathy and be a part of it with them Right. Like people need to come to an event and be like, oh, that's me on like that's me in five years on that stage. Yeah. And if they don't see that, then it's like, oh, maybe this isn't the place for me. Yeah. In that that vein, then what are some things that are very important to you as an organizer, like the, the key pillars of of organizing an inclusive, friendly, warm, uh, warm event? So f- um, as far as hosts are concerned, I like don't really like sponsors that. um maybe foster like toxic culture Mm. if there's like 
if there's a lot of people that say something negative about a company, I don't really want them to be my hosts. Um, and also, and this is something I have to fight with with hosts occasionally, is that um, I need there to be like alternatives besides alcohol served because not sure. everyone drinks, especially in the React community. Yeah. We have a lot of people from the LDS like yep. church and they don't want alcohol and they need at least a bottle of water or something to drink. And that's a that's a struggle like because software is so booze heavy. It is. Like convincing them that they need to offer a non-alcoholic alternative. In the Bay Area, like they always offer like a vegetarian option, so that's not super hard. Um, so those are those are pretty much it for as far as like venues are concerned and and actual sponsors are concerned. For speakers, um, because the audience is so diverse, and I'll get into that a little bit more in a second. But um, I always try to make sure that the first speaker of the evening is somebody that represents the company that's hosting, so that mm. like people feel relatable, uh, or the company feels relatable, and people feel like they're up, they're 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 present, mm. you know, um, I think that's important. And I usually like that to be sort of an introductory topic, yeah. something that like any beginner would get, um, especially it'll help with, you know, their hiring pipeline and stuff and make it seem worthwhile for the money that they're, they're giving to host for the evening. Yeah. The second top topic I always try to make, um, be something that's a little bit more relatable to everyone. Um, it, it, the second converse, the second topic often ends up being a repeat topic. People like do permutations of the same conversation over and over again. Like here's how I use higher order components or sure. here's how um, I solved this problem with CSS. But like it's something that everyone can relate to. And like the second topic always gets a lot of questions and like. Um, so very practical things. Very like practical. Kind yeah. of front lines yeah. talks. Yeah, totally. And then um, what happens at a lot of the SF Bay Area meetup is um, after the second talk, which ends at. Eight o'clock, people walk out. A lot of people leave. I think because they have families, because traffic is really gnarly, because it gets cold. I don't really know. But after that second talk, so often um, people leave. So um, for the third topic is when I do – I try to do it like a deep dive. Somebody okay. that like wants to like do a side-by-side comparison of Flow versus TypeScript or mm. like like this is how I solved this problem specifically, um, you know, using what I've done. Mm -hmm. Or if I have like a big name person um, like Lynn from Mozilla or like Ryan Florence, I'll put them at the third spot to keep people in keep the audience. Around. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that'll work, you know, because anyone who is really trying hard to grow will stay later versus like people who sure. are just like kind of there to rub elbows and learn something new and like mm -hmm. see other people will leave earlier. And, you know, I want to facilitate both of those paths because totally. one might be a little bit disrespectful, but it's a path that's like frequently traveled. So I need to like serve it. It's always kind of hard. Like you, you have this event and it's kind of your baby and seeing these things kind of form and maybe not being sure like whether to like fight them, like attack them and be aggressive about them or to be like, you know, this is just the shape of how it's going to be. And let's just try to serve these people the best we can. Yeah. I mean, I'm a sassy, sassy bitch. And so like in the <laughs> beginning when people would do that, I'd be like, no, you sit down right now. I'm blacklisting you. You will never be able to come to a meetup. And um, that doesn't You're work. You're in someone's yeah. seat right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You someone took this away from someone. Yeah. Um, but I, that doesn't work. That doesn't work, yeah. you know, and that just like makes people feel ostracized and objectified. So, um, you know, it's what happens. So I mm -hmm. have to like work for it a little bit. Yeah. And I also really try hard. Like I, I send out a CFP a couple times a year and like um, when I get women and when I get, you know, people of color, I, I want them to yeah. be that second talk. I want everyone to see yes. that person on the stage presenting, saying yeah. something cool. Yeah, it's. That is one thing that I really value about React Rally. Obviously, we're here right now, but 
I think they do such an incredible job of of making a terrific diverse lineup. Same. Every year I am amazed. And I mean, honestly, I think that like you end up seeing a lot of the people that speak at React Rally speak at other conferences because like once they're found, it's like everyone's like, oh, we want you too. Like your talk yeah. is amazing. Like where have you been hiding all this time? Yeah. Yeah, I feel the same way. This this conference in particular has always made me feel safe and welcome and yeah. warm and like happy, just happy, like grateful to be around other people. There's no corners to get lost in. Like at yeah. React Conf, there's special rooms where special people will go into and like mm. speaker lounges or whatever. And like that's where they'll just hang out all day long, the big name famous people. And there are corners where people will get lost in for a long period of time. And yeah. you just come together over a buffet table and that's about it. And like it just feels really overwhelming and like you don't matter, like you're just kind of a cog in the system. And when you're a person who has a little bit of a following and you come out of the room because that's the room that everyone's in, there's like people waiting for you, just like so ready to like ask you questions and you want to satisfy that. But you also feel really overwhelmed and anxious because we're all fucking dorks and we like can't (laughs) handle that level of attention all the time. React Rally, though, there is a speaker's lounge, but nobody's ever in there. There's, except It's always empty. Yeah. The, pers- the person who's practicing for their next spot is in there. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. And, like, there's no corners to get lost into. Everyone's together, like, sitting, like, on beanbags or hanging out or walking around the booths. Yeah. Everything is made in such a way that you come together around little activities or little games or little things mm-hmm. or conversations or lunches or whatever because they're held off-site. And, and you end up meeting people and making friends with people you wouldn't have otherwise, yeah. you know, known or seen. So I think the first time that we actually talked was last year. We were both talking at this conference, yep. a React Rally. And um, I, like, I will confess something to you. I was, like, terrified because I was, like, I was, like, she's super cool. She's, like, San Francisco, super awesome, like, super stylish. Like, yeah. and I felt, like, super yeah. nerdy. Yeah. I was, like, I'm not going to talk to her. But then we were practicing in the same room, and I was, like, uh. <laughs> you were, like, hey, what's up? And then, yeah, so thanks for saying hi to me. Yeah, I think you're totally awesome. Oh, well, same, same. I think you're fabulous. <laughs> thanks. It's my hair. <laughs> so um, there's something special going on for this conference, and tell me why you're here. Okay. I am here. So I am here representing Apple as a recruiter. I'm a software engineer, but we were recruiting JavaScript engineers to join our React team. Um, and what's interesting about that is that um, we've never really had a presence at any other JavaScript conference before, um, much less without like a lot of oversight and we're here, and we're here representing React and us using React, and I think that's pretty cool. It's awesome. Yeah. When you when you were um, posting pictures of kind of the the flyers and the banners and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, I was like, I don't think I've ever seen anything like this before. Yeah. So this is new. Because you haven't. Yeah. Yeah. It's totally new. <laughs> so how does that feel? Um, it feels really big. It feels bigger than me. I decided this year that I was going to take the whole year off of conferences and conference talks and just Mm -hmm. do the meetup and then um, really work hard. I felt like I wasn't contributing as much to the other members of my team as I should be. Um, And so I thought this year I would really work hard to like make significant contributions and do a lot of commits and like, um, you know, help help grow our products. And um, well, even that's something that has changed, right? I think it was a couple years back at React Conf, 
you had talked, um, you'd given a talk about how some people, um, given their role, their companies are not able to contribute to yeah. open source. And that was from your experience, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's still, it's still, it's still the case. It's still true. It's still <laughs> difficult. Um, I can't speak a whole lot about that um, without sure. everyone signing an NDA. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just the fact that we're here yeah. um, is, I think, an indication of like, you know, a trajectory of, yeah. of, of a more openness and, you know, us being here. And I was, you know, I, I wanted to take this year off and make those contributions. And then when the opportunity came up to be here, I was so tickled. Like it was like a little butterfly in my stomach. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll definitely go to react. Yeah. Rally. I'll be there. I would love to be there. I would love to like represent both of my tribes, bring them yes. together and like hope everything works out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like having like two best friends that haven't met each other yeah, yet. And that's then exactly what happened <laughs> over the last two days. I like brought my best two friends together and they like each other and everything's going to be great. And we're going to like go get manicures. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it on you. You're just like just glowing from all of the excitement. And are you uh, are you tired though? I'm exhausted. Yeah. It's been like yesterday was like 15 hours and today has been like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how many. It's a thousand hours. Yeah. I'm I'm on. Just always Booth, booth babe on. in it. <laughs> booth babe. I'll let you say it. <laughs> cool. Um so is there anything that you'd like to talk about that we didn't haven't so far? I don't think so. Okay. I think that's about it. If you can say what people and projects are you super excited about right now? So I was just saying this to Ryan. I feel like, I feel like there's not, I'm not expecting a whole lot to change in React. I don't feel like anything, mm -hmm. there's no bombs that are about to drop. There's not like, somebody's not going to be like, oh, I found a brand new way to render props. It's all, like <laughs> nothing's really going to change. So I feel like the most interesting things are um, people like, talking about how they're actually using React in mm. interesting and cool ways. I think those are the most, the the, the coolest things that I hear about on a day-to-day -day basis. Like the music talk yesterday was dope. Like, yeah, it's, so cool. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of cool things happening in people's backyards that like you never know about if, you know, no mm -hmm. one's encouraging everyone to kind of speak about how are you actually using yeah. React? And this was kind of, this is a passion of yours anyway. I remember last year you talked about Internet of Things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of using using JavaScript in, in your house and, yeah. and whatnot. Using JavaScript in my house. Although um, I will admit, like, the, few, the, the returning, any additional coding that I've done on the Raspberry Pi has not been with React hardware. <laughs> um, God bless Fair React enough. hardware. Yeah, and, and Dustin, that's a really cool library, but it's not... When you're doing a lot of I.O., you want something faster than than, yeah. than JavaScript can be. You yeah. know what I mean? I hear that. Yeah. yeah it's okay. Rachel's like, the job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there's a lot of other things that people are doing with, you know, like GraphQL and yeah. React that are, like, interesting and they should be talking about and sharing. Yeah. It does feel like we've kind of crossed that hump of hyper-focusing on the tech itself. Yeah. And we are able to talk about like what we're doing and talking about how we're solving actual problems for, for customers and why this tech is making it better for us and kind of kind of maturing a little bit, getting past like just the, ooh, it's shiny and yeah. cool. Now it's like, how do we use it? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Same. Thank you for ta talking with me. <laughs> I have like those like post talk nerves so like I can barely get any sentences out. Um, but thank you for talking with me. I do appreciate you taking time to chat with us. Anytime. Anytime.